Hello and welcome to Care Insights with the Outstanding Society, a podcast created to share and celebrate best practice, help others to improve and learn more about the amazing career opportunities within social care. In this episode, members of the team at Clifton Home Care discuss their careers before joining the company and their development within the outstanding rated home care provider. Zoe is joined by Kerry, who is the office manager, and Mike, who is the office administration assistant. I'd like to welcome Mike and Kerry from Clifton Home Care to this episode of Care Insights with the Outstanding Society. We're going to be talking about careers in social care. Could I start with you, Mike, please? Can you just introduce yourself and tell me a bit about yourself and the role that you're in at the moment? Yeah, hi, I'm uh, Mike Carroll. Uh, I'm currently in an admin assistant role, but I've been in care since about 2017. Started off as a carer, then went to a senior carer. And now I've got, like I said, a role in admin. Fantastic. Thank, Thank you, Mike. And if I can come across to you now, Kerry, please. Hi, I'm Kerry Summerside. I'm the office manager. I've been in Clifton Home Care for about a year. I did do care when I first left school, which was a very long time ago. I'm not going to tell you when. Um, and I did that when I left school for about five years. Went totally out of care, into, but stayed in admin roles. Did that for 20, so I've been in admin for 27 years now. And then came to Clifton Home Care. Fantastic. It's it's so lovely that you're both in social care. And I just think it shows that actually there are lots of different roles that you can have within the sector. It doesn't necessarily have to be about around caring or around management. Um, so thank you for sharing that. If I could stay with you, Kerry, um, what does your job entail? It must be quite varied and diverse every day. What what do you do with your day? <laughs> what don't we do with our day? Um <laughs> So the minute you walk in in the morning, it's like best laid plans because obviously the care industry that we're in and because it's domiciliary care, anything can happen to people in their own homes. So we can walk in the morning and the same with care staff. So what you've got planned on the rotor can change in a heartbeat because um, a client might need extra assistance that we hadn't planned on. They could have um, fallen. Um, a carer can ring in sick. You can't just not go to a care call because somebody's spawned in sick, you have to try and cover for that. Um, and then on a daily basis, we do all the background workings. So we do all the, um, all the for the care plans, we do all the uh, marsh sheets. Well, Mike does all the marsh sheets, to be fair. Uh, we do all the updated tasks, um, what calls they want, what time they want, and constantly. And they just because somebody decides that they want you to make the tea, and they only want you for... 45 minutes they actually might want to um make the tea at tea time and actually stay for another 15 minute chat so the care they want the care increasing etc we'll deal with clients on a daily basis they might they don't necessarily ring up because they want something sometimes they just ring up because they want a chat yeah it <laughs> happens a lot yeah it's a very fluid situation yeah family we do a lot yeah. with family yeah so it's not just clients that you deal with District nurses, doctors, GPs, pharmacies, hospitals. Yeah. Mike spends a lot of time, bless him, 
listening to on hold music. I think that's fantastic to, to hear because because you think of office support and you think actually what does that mean within social care? But but the kind of things that I'm hearing about are, are talking to GPs, pharmacists, families, you know, dealing with emergencies, it's no two di- days must be the same. No, it's that old adage, isn't it? No two <laughs> days are the same. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's a very fluid situation. We don't know what we're coming into each morning. You can't take anything for granted because there's always something that's going to change the way you plan your day. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's so diverse as well. Um, we, we don't work as um this is your job role, this is your job role, you do this, because we all help each other, we all get mucking. I've got this going on, I've got this going on, this going on, can you help with this? Yeah, not a problem. We deal with a lot of portals. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, yeah, it's not just, yeah, you get your Microsoft well, we, Office. We're there for client support, family support, carer support. You know, we're covering all the bases, really. Yeah. We're always on the end of a phone always we can be contacted um monday to friday we are here eight till five when we're not here we have on call anyway but not just for clients for carers as well but sometimes good to somebody and i think that's lovely and and the kind of things that you're saying as well you must be quite a close team because like you say there's there's interrelationship work in there across what what you're all doing. And you must have to provide a lot of um, um, practical, but also emotional support for each other, would you say? I would say more for the carers. Yeah, for the care. I mean, yeah, we get clients ringing up that maybe are a bit upset, so we've got to give them reassurance over the phone where possible or arrange for a carer to go and see them if they think it's necessary. Uh, yeah, I mean, even supporting each other emotionally, it's, it's obviously sometimes in this job you can get upsetting news or bad news, and it affects everybody. You know, yeah. it's uh, yeah, it's not just a case of oh, the carers are a bit upset. It can affect people in the admin because obviously we build relationships with clients as well, albeit over the phone, but there's still a relationship after all said and done. Absolutely, you know, the same yeah. with carers. So. Yeah. yeah, one of our clients recently went into she didn't pass away. But, Luckily, she went to, into residential because she got to that point where she could no longer manage at home, even with our support. And we were all like, what are we going to do all day? We had to ring us 10 times a day. <laughs> promise you'll be ringing us from the care home. We don't doubt it for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that, that sounds lovely. That sounds really nice. Why do you enjoy working in social care? What makes it different from, from other, other roles that you've had? I think... Um, um, Kerry, you mentioned that you've worked in administration for several years, but what makes social care different? Um, for me, I've, yeah, I've done admin role, I've worked in property and I've worked in a bank, which was really boring, I have to say, in a bank. Um, I've worked in uh, like con- what called contracting, where property, but on the contracting side, not, uh, not the buying and selling of them. And they're just things, aren't they? The bricks and mortar, they're not. There's no emotional connection with them type of things whatsoever. Even a customer coming into a bank, you don't, yeah, you say good morning, you're polite, but that's it. There's no personal relationship. Whereas in social care, you build that relationship with, with people, the carers, you all discuss, you know, your clients, 
you even like you discuss your colleagues if you know that they're struggling with something because there's that emotional connection there so it, it, and you know that what you do matters you're not just dealing with objects you make it people rely on you basically for it to be able to just get up and wash and dress in the morning so what we just take for granted right now for doing because we're a bit younger not as young as we'd like to be but we are <laughs> yeah. yeah and I think oh. it's that that makes Thank a difference Thank you. And and for yourself, Mike? Yeah, my journey was a little bit different. Uh, I worked in IT up until 2017. Uh, I got made redundant. I was put on gardening leave for six months, so I had a bit of time to think about life choices and what I wanted to do next. And I didn't really want to go back into the corporate environment. And my first experience of care was through my in-laws. and They had carers come in and look after them. So that was my sort of first experience of care. And that's what I thought, you know, maybe I could have a crack at it, see what happens, you know. And here I am now, five, six years later, enjoying every minute of it. It's like Kerry said, it's the relationships you build with people, knowing you're making a difference to their lives, albeit just by cooking them a meal or making them a cup of tea, because you're still enabling them to have an independent life at home. Yeah, and like you say, you take the good with the bad, the smooth with the rough, but it you take it all in your stride. You know, it's a, it takes a special kind of person to be a carer. I think. Yeah, oh, yeah we had absolutely. that We had that conversation the other day, didn't we? Yeah. About you just take a special kind of person to be a carer, be yeah. out there actually in people's homes, sort of trust involved. Yeah, as well with the carers, um, and obviously the carers feel it. I would say more than what the admin staff do. You know, we do form relationships. I think that carers have a, a different kind of special bond with the clients, and it does take a, a special kind of person to be a carer. Yeah, I, th- I think, I think in social care in general, I think, I think you all have to have really, um, really diverse skills to be able to do what you're doing, which I, I think you should be really proud of. And I love to hear your journey as well, Mike, about coming out of IT and changing changing profession as well. I think I think that's that's really encouraging for people. Could yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's, I could say it's never too late. No, to come into care. <laughs> you know, no matter what age you are, there's always some sort of contribution you can make to the care industry. Yeah, yeah, mm. I think that's a really really valid point to make. Actually, what whatever age you are, I think that that is a really valid point. Um, thank you for raising that. So within your years of, of working in social care, can I ask you, first of all, Mike, what are you most proud of achieving whilst working within the sector? Uh, for me, it's probably personal achievement. Yeah. You know, I've gone from being a total novice carer to where I am now. I mean, I've managed to get my level three qualification within the space of five years. Amazing. Been a, been a senior. And now I'm working in the admin, which is like we explained earlier, although it's behind the scenes, it's something I still always sort of like looked at doing at some point during my career in care. You know, you don't always have to be just out there looking after people. And I've diversified within my admin role into sort of like being responsible for clients' medications, which is a responsible role in itself. Absolutely. You know, quite a few other responsible roles within the admin role itself so yeah personal achievements going from like I said being a total novice to where I am now really 
I think that that's absolutely wonderful to hear and, and congratulations again for achieving your level three. I think that's brilliant. Could I ask the same thing of you, please, Kerry? Uh, for me, it was a totally different industry. I know I said I did it when I left school, but I went in care homes, not dom domiciliary care, which is totally different again. And um, for me, I think it's understanding the language that the carers speak, because they speak about things like must and news too, and I was like, what on earth is all, what are you, what are you talking about? Can you, what does that mean? Because everything's abbreviated. So I had to learn like, like a new language, I would like to say, <laughs> learn the foreign language part of it. Um, and I know in admin, like you get your Microsoft office, you deal with emails, you deal with internet, that's bog standard. And I think that's what people think it always is. But most companies have their own, um, if not bespoke, like a, a computer program. So every time you walk into a, with a like in this one, we use a system called OnePlan. I had to learn how to use OnePlan. Yeah, if you've got an admin background, you've got an idea, but every bespoke computer system is different. It is, and how it on the workings of it, every email is the same, but the computer program. So I would say the foreign language that I've learned which I didn't know I could speak for a while, but I can. <laughs> and I was learning, obviously, a new system again, because I've learned a lot of new systems. It's like, yeah, another one that I've learned. Fantastic. I, I think that that's a, a lovely journey that, that you've both been on. I'd like to thank you both, Mike and Kerry, for being part of this podcast. And thank you for everything that you do within social care. The Outstanding Society is a community interest company. It's free to join and is open to everyone. You don't need to have an outstanding rating to be a member. 